Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. I am your host, KC Bubba, Brian Intrican, whichever you like to call me, but you can find me on Twitter at BD Intrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We're here to recap your Wednesday, April 19th action and get you ready for Thursday, April 20th. We have two early day games and four or five, five evening games, barring weather in Chicago. Let's hope for five evening games or seven games on Thursday, but we are here to recap uh, Wednesday's action, and as usual, Tons of news to talk about, and we'll start with the first one. Garrett Mitchell of the Milwaukee Brewers heading to the IL with shoulder sublimation. uh, It occurred when he dove on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening's game. He missed Wednesday, obviously, goes to the uh, IL. Blake Perkins gets called up. He's hitting 292 with a home run and a stolen base in AAA. Many were hoping for South Frelick. Problem is, South Frelick is also battling an injury of his own to his thumb. He was out of action on Wednesday, so Blake Perkins gets the call for now to replace Garrett Mitchell. The Cleveland Guardians are promoting prospect Brian Rocchio, uh, but don't get too excited. People got really pumped from in there. It should be short-lived. They have one player going on the paternity list, another player that on a short IL stint. Rocchio is not supposed to be uh, up for a long period of time. He is hitting 344 in the minors with zero home runs, 10 runs scored, 10 RBIs, and four stolen bases, but he's more of a long-term play, not a current situation, so be cautious when your fab bidding comes around this weekend. Giants called up prospect pitcher Tristan Beck to replace Alex Wood, who went on the aisle with a hamstring injury. And as a Giants fan, I'm curious on how they're going to go about this because it seemed like Jacob Junis and or uh, Ross Stripling would be the logical replacement in the rotation for Alex Wood. Tristan Beck may go to the bullpen, but he's been strictly a starter in the minors, and he usually brings pretty low ratios like mid-threes and below ratios throughout the minors. Decent strikeout numbers. Uh, strikeouts been down a bit to start 2023, but the ratios are still intact in AAA. So very interesting to see what they do with Tristan Beck. He is a live arm that uh, could produce a boost for the Giants. They have so many starting pitchers already that I'm not sure he's going to have any fantasy viability just yet, but stay tuned. Maybe we'll get more um, more to, to pay attention to in that situation. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, they are going to start Calvin Foxer on Friday and hopes of stretching them out to four innings, uh, making it a bullpen game. The Rays are doing race things. You know, we just saw Taj Bradley deal. Zach Eflin's supposed to be back on Sunday. Tyler Glassdown's a few weeks away. So they're kind of just piecing it all together until everyone's healthy, if everyone can get healthy. So for now, they're going bullpen game on Friday. We'll see how that one plays out as usual. Brendan Donovan's been kind of weird wondering, where's Brendan Donovan been? He's day-to-day. Well, we got a little more clarity on Wednesday. He's been out with a uh, infected shin when he slid into a base on Monday, uh, got a cut on his shin, and it became infected. Tons of swelling. Swelling is down. He could have been used as a pinch runner on Wednesday. 
Expect him back on Friday, as I believe the Cardinals have a day off on Thursday. So Brendan Donovan should not be out too much longer with his infected shin. Here's some bad news, potentially really bad news. Trevor Rodgers was pitching well against the Giants, pitched well in his last start. We were hoping for a big season from Trevor Rodgers. His velocity was down a ton in this start against the Giants, like below career norms for Trevor Rodgers. So it was already kind of red flags everywhere. Then he left for the trainer with forearm tightness. This is something to monitor. Forearm tightness never rarely ends well, let's put it that way. So hopefully it's not the worst, but uh, the way things are going this year, I'm sadly expecting the worst for Trevor Rodgers. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for more news on that. Maybe I'll have something for you on tomorrow's show. Trevor May of the Oakland Athletics is going to the IL with uh, issues with this uh, thing. When baseball and it's, it's a good thing in my mind that players are fine worrying about their mental health. Uh, Anything in life can be stressful. Uh, being a professional athlete that's struggling can be very stressful. Trevor May is a very good reliever, very good reliever, and he has struggled a ton in his new home in Oakland. It's his first year there, it's been a, a rough go for Trevor May. So um, he's going he's gonna to take some time away from the team, try to get that uh, taken care of. It's obviously more important than pitching in Oakland. So he's going to the IL, and Zach Jan- Jackson appears to be the next man up for saves if there will be save opportunities in Oakland because they just don't win many games. So that would be the guy to look at, but again, not too, not too excited when it comes to fantasy for the bullpen in Oakland at all. In Los Angeles, Miguel Rojas goes to the I.L. with the left hamstring strand. They call up Yanni Hernandez. He's a mediocre kind of fill-in. The fun report is that Mookie Betts, once he returns from paternity leave, which should be Thursday, they might be moving Mookie Betts to shortstop. So this could get really fun for fantasy if he gets a full run there. And maybe maybe Rojas misses like two to three weeks with the injury and Betts gets 10 plus games at shortstop and then becomes shortstop eligible in a world where shortstop is so depleted. This could be a lot of fun. So keep an eye on that. Not too excited about Yanni Hernandez, but Mookie Betts playing shortstop would be a whole lot of fun for the fantasy game. Oh, umpires, 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 umpires. Max Scherzer was ejected for using a foreign substance, quote unquote. Um, he was told to change gloves. He said, no, this is not a foreign so- substance. This is rosin. This is what's legal. And they tossed him. And it's the same uh, umpire that's had tossed the two other previous players that have been busted throughout the uh, year and a half or so that this has been going on. Same uh, same umpire, all three ejections. Max Scherzer should be furious. Domingo Herman literally had goo on his hand, was told to wash his hands his last time out, and he, he gets away with it. Max Scherzer... He's going to have fun with this one in the media, folks, because Max doesn't keep his mouth shut, and he shouldn't. He should stand up for all uh, pitchers and all of baseball on this one. This is a, a shady situation because he even said in the postgame, if they told you once to, to fi- like fix your, your quote-unquote illegal substance and come back out, you'd be an, an idiot or a, a moron. I can't remember the exact word he used to come back out with more foreign substance. It was clearly rosin, which is legal with the system in play. So uh, Scherzer's got a big gripe on his hand, and baseball's got a big issue. But, you know, Rob Manfred doesn't care. He'll just black out more games so he can't see it probably. That's probably the solution he's going to come up with. Starling Marte of the New York Mets will stay in New York. He left Wednesday's game uh, after re-aggravating his neck injury on a slide. This has been something he's been dealing with for a while. He says he wakes up in the morning with neck stiffness. He works on it with the trainers all day. He plays in the games, and it's just a constant thing. So he might miss some time here to let it heal for good. We shall see. Uh, more New York Mets news. Carlos Carrasco, he went on the IL. We already reported that, but now they're finding out there's a bone chip in his elbow that's causing all the swelling. He got a shot already. They're hoping the shot will reduce the swelling and help him pitch. If it does not help, Carlos Carrasco will need a surgery, and we will could be a while till we see the cookie of old. We might ever see it again, so that's a shame. 
big expectations for Cookie in 2023, and it has not been there. And at least we know part of the reason now is a bone chip in his elbow. Jorge Mateo, he left Wednesday's game with right hip discomfort. This was a, a bummer because he's been tearing it up. I mentioned he's the second uh, highest-rated hitter in fantasy after the first two weeks of the season. Um, he couldn't even run out of ball to first base. He was struggling to run out of ball to first base because of this hip issue. I'm guessing he's day-to-day for now until more news comes out, but that's a bummer for a guy that relies on his legs, a.k.a. his speed, to get things done. So not, not, not good for Jorge Mateo. And the big news for uh, Thursday's action, big, big news. Fernando Tatis Jr. returns to the Padres lineup. It's going to be go time for those that paid attention on Twitter. Tatis was as locked in as anybody you've ever seen on a rehab assignment in AAA, just torching everything all over the ballpark. Home run derby for Tatis game after game. He's ready, folks. He is ready to take the diamond. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from your Wednesday action here. Tommy Edmond and the Cardinals had all kinds of fun with Mad Bum and the D-backs, but Edmond led off the game. He went three for four, a single shy of the cycle, a double, a triple, and a home run. Three runs scored, five RBIs, and a walk. It is a game that Tommy Edmond needed. He entered the game hitting 241 with only one home run and one stolen base on the season. Uh, he's been hitting down in the order most games. With Donovan out, he was at the top of the order. So keep an eye on Edmond. He needs to get going, and this might be the game that pushes him in the right direction. Philadelphia Phillies went off as well on Wednesday, and Trey Turner had a big piece to do with that. And he had a combo meal, three for five with a double, a home run, two run score, two RBIs, and that combo stolen base. Trey's now hitting 321 on the season with one home run, 16 runs scored, six RBIs, and four stolen bases. So the power is not quite there yet for Trey after what we saw in the World Baseball Classic with Trey, but uh, he's just fine. Not too worried about him hitting 321 with four bags already. He's scoring a ton of runs in that Phillies lineup. And the resurgence, the launch angle development of Yandy Diaz continued on Wednesday. He went two for four with his sixth home run of the season, a run scored RBI and a walk. He's now in 274 on the season with six home runs. I believe I saw Alex Fast tweet out, Yandy Diaz is only eight home runs away from a career high already. So go get him, Yandy. Have some fun, kid. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batter Box at PitcherList.com. All right, some starting pitching highlights from today. There's some fun ones. I won't get into the Mason Miller fun. I'll let Nick and the experts in the pitching side of things take care of that. He didn't go five innings as expected, but he's throwing the gas 100-plus many times. So go check out all the good stuff over at PitcherList.com on Mason Miller. But Luis Garcia, I even tweeted it out. I said, where has this Luis Garcia been? So many of us sat him this week taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. And what's Luis Garcia do? Makes us pay for it. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, two hits, one walk, nine strikeouts against Toronto. I think he struck out the first six outs of the game. He had 23 whiffs, 41% CSW on 92 pitches. He looked great. It looked really good. He was rocking the baby. And, and he's, the biggest thing with Garcia, and he, he talked about it even in the spring, that the pitch clock was going to mess with his timing, and he has to work on it. And maybe maybe slowly figuring it out. Maybe it's one start. He's got a tough game against Tampa his next time out, so I'll have to wait and see with Luis Garcia. But he came into the game. Uh, with a 7-7-1 ERA, 4-9-0, XFIP, 12 earned runs, 7 walks, and 15 Ks and 14 innings pitched. So big improvements for Luis Garcia. Johan Oviedo kept it going. I was all in on him last week. Had his two-star week. I had him uh, on my roster still, but benched this week as he headed into Coors Field. And what was me? Six innings pitched, one earned, three hits, three walks, six Ks in Colorado. 13 whiffs with a 38% CSW on 84 pitches. Johan Oviedo looked outstanding. Uh, he's got some more tough matchups to come. His, his schedule does not get any easier, but uh, he's proven he might be able to stand up to some tough situations. So we'll have to keep monitoring his success this season. 
And then one of the most surprising starts of the day was Nick Martinez going up against the Atlanta Braves. Seven shutout innings with three hits, two walks, six strikeouts against that potent Atlanta Braves offense with 15 whiffs, only at 27% CSW, so a little below league average on 97 pitches, but pretty darn effective. And uh, the Padres will take that every time out, obviously, from Nick Martinez. Make sure to tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and to read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Let's head to the bullpen real quick. Jose Alvarado, this is glorious, folks. He picks up his second save in as many days. He has a perfect ninth inning. He seems to be the guy now. We've been clamoring for it forever, but it's been Kimbrell in like the seventh and eighth and Sir Anthony and stuff in the seventh and eighth, and it's been Alvarado's world for two straight games. Let's hope this continues. Uh, I was doing some looks into some roster rates on Yahoo. He's still like 40-ish, less than 40% rostered. Fix that, people. Fix that, please. Adam Montevino picked up his third save for the New York Mets when they beat the Dodgers on Wednesday. They did give up a home run to David Peralta, but this looks like a, a job that Adam Montevino has for now with David Robertson kind of scuffling and pitching earlier in games. So something to monitor there when it looked like it was going to be Robertson's world. It's Adam Montevino's right now, and that is fun to see. Read the Daily Reliever Ranks article and more on PitcherList.com to get all things relief pitching. All right, before we get into your preview of the Thursday, April 20th set of action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back to the First Pitch Podcast presented by PitcherList.com. I am your host, Brian Intrigan, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Before I get into the DFS targets, things I'm looking forward to on Thursday, let's get a peek at the weather with our good buddy, Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, on a short Thursday slate, which is pretty normal, um, we're going to see a few showers and thunderstorms around Wrigley Field as the Dodgers come in to visit for the uh, Cubs in a National League matchup of historic foals there. I'm not expecting a postponement. We'll have to keep an eye on it, though. Uh, there's going to, like I said, showers and thunderstorms around pass through the afternoon and evening. But this is the only game to really have any concern about. So that's good news, right? Back to you. Thanks again, Mark. We appreciate your weather as always. Some DFS targets. It's a small five-game main slate in the evening. Kota Singa is far and away the best pitcher on the slate, taking on the San Francisco Giants. Singa did scuffle in his last start against the Oakland Athletics, which was quite surprising. He had back-to-back great starts against Miami. That'll happen. The Giants are bad, really bad. I know they're kind of Jekyll and Heidi, especially a little better versus right-handed pitching. I expect Kota Singa to bounce back. When you look at the rest of the pitching options on the slate, like Matt Strom against Colorado might be your second-best option. It's bleak. I like Jamison Tyon if the weather's okay in Chicago. That's the uh, the concern of the day is the weather. 
in Wrigley. So Cutter Singham far and away is the pitcher you want on this slate. And if you're looking at some bats here, I love the Phillies versus Feltner in uh, in that game in Citizens Bank Park. I expect the Phillies office to keep going in a big way. And Schwarber is due for a hot streak, so I'm, I'm still paying for him. And then the Pirates, I know there's the Coors hangover. It always concerns me. But you give me a team facing Luke Weaver off the IL, facing Luke Weaver, period, I'm in. So I'm going to ride out my, my Brian Hayes, my Brian Reynolds, my Rodolfo Castro's and company, Jack Sawinski and company against uh, Luke Weaver. I think that's a fun spot for the Pirates. San Diego is always enticing, too, especially with Fernando Tatis back. That's a good one going with Ryan Nelson. I like Ryan Nelson, but a lot of pitch to contact on a big strikeout arm there. So not a recipe for success against a potent offense like San Diego. Things I'm looking forward to on this Thursday slate of action here. It's pretty simple. We'll start out. I want to see Fernando Tatis back in baseball. It's going to be great. I don't condone what he did. He's a cheater. Flat out, like, I'm a Barry Bonds fan. If you want to keep that scarlet letter on him, well, there you go, Fernando. You keep it too, buddy. So um, I'm good with that, but I'm also a fan of baseball, and he is fun for baseball. He's great for baseball. So I'm looking forward to Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, returning to the lineup. I want to see if Cody Singer can bounce back against the, against my Giants. He should. It's a, it's a recipe for success. So give me some Cody Singer action. And then in one of your day games, we actually have some good pitching with like Nestor Cortez. And then you got Kenta Maeda in Boston. You know, he's got to start pushed back a few days. or They're really giving him extra time to keep that arm healthy after he came off of TJ uh, last year. I'm really looking forward to seeing Kenta can keep up the swings and misses, keep up the strikeouts, uh, keep this Twins thing rolling. Like Joe Ryan on – on Wednesday, I didn't have a ton of strikeouts. Still was successful, six strong innings, but wasn't as dominant as he was. He had back-to-back games with 10 strikeouts. He, he wasn't that guy. Um, so I'm curious to see where this goes. Like, Sonny Gray was pretty good on uh, on Tuesday night. I want to see how Kent Amaya does on Thursday against this Boston Red Sox team on getaway day. So he should have a nice lineup to attack as well. But that'll do it, folks. That'll be your uh, April 20th edition of First Pitch as we recap your April 19th action on Wednesday. Got you ready for Thursday. Tons of fun stuff there. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick. And most importantly, go to PitcherList.com, join PL Plus, become a member of PL Pro, all the good stuff there. You get to join the Discord. You get a lot of awesome tools, projections, optimizers, all kinds of cool stuff over there. And they may keep making it bigger and better than ever. So check that out. The Discord alone is worth it because there's a lot of cool stuff going on in there. So go check that out at PitcherList.com. But I'll be back with you guys tomorrow with another episode of the First Pitch Podcast. But for now, this was your April 20th edition. I will uh, catch you guys next time. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.